That way you learn, I learn. You grow, I grow. And we all help each other get there. Well, my name is Colin Levy. I am Director of Legal and Evangelist for Malbec, and I am the guest host today for another episode of Malbec's ongoing podcast, Contract Lens. And I am so excited to have the one and only Flo Nicholas here with me uh, speaking about community and speaking about building community and using social media to do so. So welcome, Flo. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I will not say no to you. Uh, I absolutely adore you. And I always try to make sure that I credit where I am today to you, seeing you on social media. And, you know, that's the things that we're talking about today. And just seeing, you know, a lawyer who's like, hey, you know, don't be ashamed. You know, don't be ashamed to not take that traditional path. So I am happy to be here as the AKA Flo Nicholas non-boring lawyer, taking the non-traditional path and, you know, created my own tech startup company because I love tech so much. I ended up creating my own local tech TV show, uh, which I now have a collaboration with a Granite State News organization, which they're um, helping me kind of make sure that everybody is able to see my show. And I'm also in talks with New Hampshire PBS as well. Excellent. Well, that's so exciting. You always have a lot going on. <laughs> and I really strongly admire that ambition and that drive. So my first question for you is, we're talking about community, and I think it's important to consider how we define what a community is. What does community really mean to you? Right. I mean, that's an excellent question. And literally, community can mean anything, right? You know, some people just say the community as in, you know, where you live. Uh, you know, for me, if we're talking about a community like on social media is, is bringing together and being around people who have a vested interest in you know, the content that you're releasing on a daily basis, you know, people who are banding together in support, support of each other, cheering each other on. And again, that vested interest in, I want to see you do well. So I'm going to show up and show that support towards you. Uh, for me, it's, it's, I have various communities, but I kind of feel like before people ran me as just, you know, legal tech, but I feel like I'm, I'm more than that, right? I feel like, yeah, I've, I've got the legal side of the house. And, and I also love what else is going on in, in the tech sector uh, as a whole. But community is a group of people who want to collaborate, who want to share ideas, and who have that vested interest in seeing each other do well and have that passion in that industry. Like for me, it's tech. I love seeing, you know, people in the tech industries sharing resources, uh, whether it's legal technology, whether it's e-discovery or whether it's someone who's doing, uh, you know, doing biomedical stuff. It is just a community of people who have that passion for supporting each other and sharing critical resources. That way you learn, I learn, you grow, I grow, and we all help each other get there. That's great. That's more or less exactly how I think about me as well. So along those lines, we, we all, I think, engage in community building in our own way, tuned to sort of our own interests and passions and what have you. So I'm wondering for you, 
how did you go about building the community you now have and are still growing around you? What was sort of in your head in terms of how you wanted the community to grow and, and how you wanted to build it? And I'm, I'm curious to hear your answer because I'm <laughs> interested in the ways that other people grow communities are linked to who they are and, and, right. and their, their own passions. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll be honest. I, at first I was like a chef making spaghetti and just throwing it on the walls, you know, trying to figure out what will stick. Um, I, I had to kind of go through a self-discovery journey. And I think that's why I was, as I was building my network, I was willing to kind of learn new things, right? Like I said, before I started heavily, really heavily in legal tech, and then I started getting exposure, you know, to, to, to other areas. And I'm like, wait a minute, I, there's so much out there. And, and I, how do I focus? You know, who do I want in this community? I just kind of, you know, made that decision that honestly, anyone who's interested in tech, I, I want them to be part of my community. And I want to produce content that kind of encroaches on the various areas of technology. So for example, if we talk about artificial intelligence, well, guess what? Legal tech is talking about artificial intelligence as well. People who are, are doing sports analytics, for example, they're using AI. Uh, other people who are working on other projects with data analytics, they're using AI. So I wanted to kind of find a, a clever way where I can talk about various tech subjects, but that entwine within the various tech industries. And I wanted to not deliver a message to just like, you know, oh, I'm only going to focus on lawyers, you know? So I wanted to kind of use my voice and share resources that would have an impact across the board to, to various people in various sectors, but using technology as the glue, right? Technology is my glue that I'm using to have an impact on people. I'm laying the foundations to building a very diverse network filled with people from various industries. And for me, that's what's very important. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And as you and I have, have spoken in the past, diversity uh, benefits us all. And it's super important to ensure that there is diversity so that we can all learn and grow and, and benefit from one another's experiences uh, and both personally as well as professionally. You've spoken about tech, you're, you're clearly passionate about it. What compelled you to follow the path of becoming a, a thought leader in legal tech, of, of pursuing technology? You know, what, what is it? Was it the technology that drew you to it? Was it its impact, you know, I'm just kind of curious, you know, what really kind of made you follow that path? So I think it's a, it's a combination of both the technology and the impact, but to be quite honest, you know, so this weekend I was a guest speaker at a Wicked STEM event. One of the things that I said during my speech was that introduction uh, to STEM in, in early childhood curriculum is, is so important. So although I, you know, spent a couple of years after I graduated law school uh, practicing, I ended up in corporate technology operations for a big telecom company. So my feet kind of got a little bit wet. Well, I shouldn't say a little bit because I, I, I spent like seven and a half years <laughs> in the company. So it's more than a little wet. I, I learned a lot 
um, about what engineers do and what the construction do and, and how to do a whole modification. So that was my first introduction to technology. And, you know, I was still able to incorporate my legal background. I was, you know, negotiating license agreements, but I wanted more, right? I was like, I want to go explore more. And for me, it just became, as I'm, you know, seeing people like you, Colin, talking about legal tech and just talking about technology and adoption and implementation, I, that triggered me and I wanted to learn more. That was like the fuel, seeing, seeing your posts and people like Alex Sue, that was my fuel to say, well, I want to learn more. I want to learn more. And it became a fascination with the technology itself. And then it became a, oh my God, there's all this, there's all this technology out there. But what's missing is that a lot of people are not fully aware of all this edgy and innovative and creative technology that is available. But one of the things I think that's the problem is that, you know, you have some techies out there who are really technical, right? I mean, they love to talk technology, but they lose people, right? They lose people because it becomes too techy and not everybody can understand all, you know, those concepts. So I wanted to find a fun and definitely entertaining way to educate people about the various tech that's out there. So in this stage of my career, I am more looking at, hey, here's the tech that's out there, but here's how we can help you, help your organization, help your children, help your community. I've almost taken a stance of being a tech advocate you know, similar to you, Colin, and also being a tech ambassador is sharing resources uh, to people. Maybe it's someone who wants to pivot into tech. Um, so it's the technology, it's the impact, and it's the sh sharing of resources um, because I think tech should be available um, to everyone and get people excited about technology the way that I am about it then you better believe that, um, you know, I'm going to be the tech hype person, the tech DJ for the party. So uh, I hope people join me for this party that I'm, I'm constantly throwing every day as I post about technology. I love it. I love it. I think uh, I think one of the big things I, I sort of took away from what you said and that I completely agree with is making tech more accessible to people and less fear-inducing and, right. and indeed less techie, if you will. I mean, sure, there's, you know, elements of technology that are inherently techie, if, if you will. And even the more technical things don't need to be presented that way for you to be able to understand them. So I, I definitely think that approach is, is great for a number of reasons, including the fact that, you know, you and I both know technology is not uh, going away, if anything, so it's important to stay on top of it, but also not to feel overwhelmed either. Um, exactly. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about this, and this goes back to what you were saying with regards to, you know, not being too techy or not inducing fear when talking about tech. Tech vendors, you know, their job obviously is to drive sales and get people to use their products and solutions. The problem, though, is getting people to think something is a good idea and getting them to actually buy it are two different things. Right. And so there are different ways to approach kind of, you know, 
dealing with vendors and and being happy with them and feeling like you want to work with them and want to buy whatever they're selling. So, you know, what makes a vendor experience authentic in in your view? And sort of from the opposite tack, what makes it not work? What kind of drives people away? So this is really going to sound kind of strange. And, (laughs) but I think the best thing is to not sound like a salesperson. And the reason why I say it's going to sound strange, because you're like, well, that's their job. You know, yeah, they're a salesperson, but no, it's my thing is if you believe in your product, right. You want to come off across as, you know, uh, I'm not being forced. I can tell when someone is genuine, right. I can tell when someone really believes in the product versus believes in just, I, I need to make my quota. It's the end of the quarter. I just need you to sign this contract right here. Um, like I had a vendor in my house last week and they wanted me to sign a 40 page contract that I had not read. I had no idea what was in this contract. And for me, that was it. That, that, that was it. I was done with this company. I will never use them again because that just killed the deal for me. Like you're not caring about me as a customer. You just want me to sign this contract and you have no idea all the obligations and the liability that I might be, you know, putting on myself by signing this contract without reading it. Um, For me, an ideal situation here would have been, hey, you know, uh, if you want to move forward, here's a contract. Please take your time, read through it. You have any questions, let me know when you're ready to sign, we can have a discussion. I can walk you through this contract, right? So there's that element where you're you're caring to make sure I understand the services that you are providing to me. I'm not here just because I want you signing the dotted line and I can get my bonus check, right? For me, someone who believes in the product is, is not going to be concerned with that. Of course, they want to make a sell, but you are more concerned that one, the customer understands your product, that this, this product actually fits for the customer. Because there's going to be some things that through questioning and through talking to a customer that you're going to be able to say, you know what, I don't think this particular product is a great fit for you um, because we might not be able to cater to A, B, C, D that you're looking for, right? If there might not be a good fit for your company and the products you have, that you need to let them know. That right there says it all, that you're in, interested in the customer fully grasping what your products can do for them. Um, again, the pushy salespeople, that doesn't work. Uh, that creates distrust. So I say sometimes it might be hard for salespeople to hear this, but you've, you've just got to really kind of almost be patient. Uh, with customers. If you're showcasing a product that falls in line with what they're looking for, they will, they will come back to you. They will remember you based on the experience that you have created. So let's just bring back, you know, being trustworthy, being uh, authentic and being genuine. Uh, And that's how I think you're going to win clients, customers, and they will stay and they will refer. That's the other thing. Makes a lot of sense. I think there is a lot to be said for uh, treating the sales process as a relationship building exercise and as one that should be based on trust and authenticity and not kind of, you know, hard selling tactics and trying to 
you know, really push for things. And also, quite frankly, and, and you said this, uh, which really resonated with me, admitting when something may not be the best fit, you know, if, if you understand what someone else needs and 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 what they're saying is not aligning with what you kind of are able to do, tell them that, you know, I, I think exactly. that, that often can lead to um, not only a, a potential good relationship, but also a potential referral and also Perhaps they'll come back to you when their needs change, knowing that you've just been so honest with them and weren't going to sell them something just to make a sale. There you go. Yeah, you're you're not trying to just make a sale. You 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 genuinely care about me and what my needs are. And this is not about I'm I gotta make my quarterly goal. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, which brings me to another question around kind of, you know, social media, you and I both uh, make extensive use of social media. And I'm wondering, to the extent to which social media can help or hurt with building a community around your brand, you're building a community around your product or what have you, uh, and the ways in which you found success using social media to build your brand and build your, your company. Yeah, so you know, social media, if you do it right, uh, you will see some some huge benefits. And one of the things that I think works for me is I'm just me. I just keep it real, right? I'm just authentic. I'm genuine. And what the feedback I get from people is, wow, I can really feel your energy in this post, right? They want to clap for someone that they see is working hard and, and doing everything they can to just rise above uh, th that's what people look for. And I think for me, that's what has been, um, that has helped me be successful is that, you know, I'm not trying to be on social media, just selling this character that I'm not all right. What you see is, is what you get. And for me being trustworthy, um, my reputation, uh, being authentic and genuine, uh, kind and compassionate is is so important and the other thing is i don't just expect people to come on my social media and just promote me everything is about me no i make sure that i'm cheering for others that you know i'm supporting others as well because like we said at the beginning this is about building a community of people who want to share resources and who want to support each other. So this I, 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 me, me, me mentality just can't work, especially when you're trying to be part of a community and especially if you're trying to grow that community. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, you really hit the nail on the head with respect to, you know, being clear-eyed about what you're trying to do, being focused, being consistent, um, and, and and simply just being you. There's a lot to be said for using social media to share ideas and not self-promote. I mean, right. obviously, there's an element of self-promotion when you are sharing things going on in your world or you're even sharing an idea, but the point is to not kind of just say, oh, hey, I'm so honored and humbled to have won this or done this, but more of you know, here's something I'm thinking about. What do you think about this? Or I want to thank someone for doing this. You know, right. why don't you thank someone else? You know, I think it's it's that kind of personalized uh, authenticity that really, I think, 
make social media such a powerful force for good in many ways. Right. And there's nothing wrong. I just want to be clear. I love seeing people's success stories, but I also don't want it to just be simply about every day. It's everything about what I've won. What I've seen is people who are like, yeah, you're humbled and you're excited, but hey, I want to thank so-and-so for getting me here. Or, hey, I got here. I had a crawl to get this award. And I just want to share with my community because without you or your support, I couldn't be here or whatever. You know, it, there's a difference between everything is just about, I won this award and that's it. But, you know, you're not here just sharing about everything is so amazing and it's so easy. No, it's freaking hard. Right. And that's why I did a post that said, by the time I come here and I'm celebrating, I have gone through hell and back to be able to celebrate. So I make that very clear from the start, you know, get into that point. Um, it's a difficult journey. It's not easy. Right. Absolutely. And that's why I, I think it's equally important when you are sharing stories on social media to Certainly, you want to celebrate your successes, but I think it's equally important, uh, as difficult as it may be, to also share when you are struggling or when even you failed, because you know it's important lesson to to know to learn that failure is a part of life, and that when you are working at something, you're not always going to succeed. There will be times when you are struggling, when you just feel like you can't go on, when you feel when you have just outright failed, and I think that. You know, that makes the successes all the more sweeter, but it also in some ways provides a lot of opportunities to learn and to grow and to share what you've learned and how you've grown with others. And people, I think, can really benefit, uh, learn from and resonate with a lot of those lessons of struggle. And in some ways, it can be sometimes, I think, even cathartic for you to share the struggles that have led to the successes. Right. You know, the last question I would ask ask you is, you know, if you could advise someone who has an idea that they would like to actually act upon and make a reality, what would be kind of the three quick pieces of advice you would give to them? Uh, do it. Don't stop. And if you got to crawl to the finish line, then crawl to the finish line. I wish I could sit here and say everything that I've gone through has been, oh my God, so easy. And oh, if I could do it again, I, no, it's not, it's not easy. Um, I think for me is there will be times where you will fail. I put in like over a hundred applications uh, for legal tech roles, not legal tech roles, but I should say uh, in-house roles to various um, tech companies. And there were many times where I was like, oh my God, this is it. I got it. And then it's like, oh, you don't have this enough experience. And then it, I had over like a hundred doors closed for me. Really like, oh my God, maybe I'm terrible. Maybe I really suck. You know, like, wow. Okay. What's going on here? But one thing is I have to say, and this is why I said, if you have to crawl to the finish line crawl is that you will get doors shut in your face. You will have people tell you your idea might not be the best idea. Um, but at the end of the day is, do you believe? Do you really believe in what you're trying to create? And if you believe in it, 
you can make it happen. You know, when I first started my tech TV show, I thought maybe I would get one or two or three episodes, right? In the beginning, I was literally begging tech companies to come on my show. And, you know, some people were just like looking at me like, well, why don't you get a couple of more episodes done your belt? And then you can circle back to us. Um, Now I'm like this week, uh, I'll be filming episode 19, episode 20, and episode 21. I'm in the studio back-to-back three days this week. People now send me emails wanting to come on the show. Um, so you got to realize it's, it's um, you got to roll up your sleeve, you know. Um, your dream can become a reality, but at the end of the day, it's going to be on you to, no matter if those doors closed, Don't worry about it. Keep knocking, keep believing, keep putting in all the hard work. People will see your passion. There there is always that one person who's going to see what you're doing and is going to give you the opportunity. And then from there, you will just see the brick walls falling down. And now all of a sudden, everybody wants to work with you. And that's what happened with me. You know, the, the one person I would say would be Lara Frederick. I talk about her all the time. When she gave me the opportunity to work with her as a chief growth community officer at How to Contract, it wasn't just the role that did it for me. It was her inspiring me, uh, her mentorship, her friendship that, kept going. And I would throw in Lisa Lang on there as well. I mean, these two women, they believed in me when I struggled to believe in myself. So that's the other thing I would add there. So you get four tips. Find people who are going to believe in you, uh, who are going to cheer you on. Even when you don't want to cheer for yourself, these people will cheer you on. And and that's the community. Like we started with, that's the community you want to build and just just work hard. It, it, it can happen. And I'm leaving proof. I'm, I'm leaving proof. Really appreciate that. That's, that's powerful advice. And uh, really, I think will resonate with, with many people. So before we wrap up, I just wanted to leave it with you, Flo. If there's anything else you'd like people to know or to check out, uh, feel free to say so now. And, and thank you again for this wonderfully engaging conversation and for sharing your thoughts in your journey with, with me? Oh, it's been a pleasure. Anything for you. Uh, but no, you know, I have diversity and we talked about this uh, before. It's so important to me. So I'm really excited to uh, be hosting a DEI New Hampshire tech uh, happy hour networking event, uh, Franklin Pierce University, Manchester campus uh, is sponsoring the location. And that's going to be on November 3rd uh, from 4.30 to 7. But the whole purpose of the event and why it's important to me is to get people together who are in the tech industry um, to celebrate and promote more diversity in tech in New Hampshire. So that that's one event that I have that is so important to me. So any support will be uh, greatly appreciated. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Flo. And, and yes, we absolutely will find a way to to meet up and get together. Uh, and in the meantime, thank you all who's listening to this episode of Contract Lens and look forward to hearing from you. And please stay tuned for our next episode.